Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310 Zero three four zero. All right, listen. We're we're very excited here with the show. Uh, G. Hay and myself. We were on Radio Row at the Super Bowl a year ago, and that was a hometown game. But now we're taking the show on the road. And I've told G. Hay this for a long, long time. That the only thing that I'm more excited about the game, you know, because again, you can't you can't control the game. You can't control who's playing in the game, but you can't kind of plan out your Super Bowl week right and all the events that you're going to and really no one does it like our uh, good friend here matt goldstein sports illustrated does it like no one else uh matt we want to bring you in to kind of talk about these amazing events because here's the, the unique thing about this year whenever the super bowl is in phoenix there's two events happening there's a big golf tournament right the waste management i've told people Usually when you go to a golf tournament, everyone's very quiet and whatnot. That's a party. And you guys being the geniuses that you are, you're saying, listen, we're not only going to have VSI, the party, which is the party to go to. You guys are doing a golf tournament as well. Matt, first of all, thanks so much for joining us. Tell us what you have going on. Thanks for having me. Uh, super excited to be here and, and obviously super excited for Super Bowl weekend this year. Uh, we're kicking off the weekend with our first ever uh, inaugural uh, Sports Illustrated Golf Invitational. Um, we're super excited, you know, as we continue to further grow the SI brand organically <clears throat> here, both domestically in the U.S. and abroad. Um, the, the, the Golf Invitational is going to have a number of celebrities and entertainers joining us. We have a bunch of incredible brand activations. And the Invitational is taking place at Talking Stick Resort, which is the same resort uh, that we're hosting, both Shaq's Funhouse on Friday night and, as you mentioned, uh, the biggest and best party of the weekend, Sports Illustrated, the party. Once again, joined by Matt Goldstein, Authentic Senior Vice President of Entertainment. Matt, what is this stretch run like? Again, a year ago, Super Bowl in Los Angeles, first kind of post-pandemic, although there were some restrictions. A lot of those restrictions are gone. So you're in Phoenix this year, and I can't even imagine, we're in Las Vegas right now, what the Super Bowl is going to be like in Las Vegas. I, I know that's a year from now, but I know the way that you, you guys plan, that's something you're thinking about as well. Talk about the stretch. Again, Super Bowl last year, Los Angeles. This year, Phoenix. Next year, Las Vegas. It's a great time. Yeah, listen, I think you, you said it yourself. Like, you know, having waste management and Super Bowl in the same city, the same days is epic. Um, we're trying to capitalize on that excitement and, you know, the way that authentic and our brands activate is second to none. Uh, I mean, clearly we're biased, but I think that history, um, 
you know, is, is accurate. And, and what we've accomplished last year in LA and prior years before that is, is second to none. Uh, with our artist lineup this year um, being headlined by uh, Chainsmokers, Machine Gun Kelly, Chantal Jeffries, DJ Irie, and Miles O'Neill. Um, it's super exciting having those arena level acts join us. Uh, you know, and this will be the largest footprint, you know, that we've ever activated. Uh, so again, at Talking Stick Resort, Saturday night, February 11th, um, tickets and tables are still available at SITheparty.com. And this is just going to be an entree, excuse me, an appetizer to Vegas next year. And what's really, you know, cool uh, and exciting about the SI brand is that we're expanding way beyond just Super Bowl weekend. We've done a tremendous amount around Formula One. And knowing that Formula One is going to kick off in Las Vegas this calendar year as well, it's going to really take our brand to new heights and new levels. Matt, that is music to my ears. I've told people that I love the Super Bowl, but Formula One here in Las Vegas was taking over the strip. Um, you know, you, you talk to people around town, they are saying that Formula One will bring in twice as much as the Super Bowl this year in terms of, you know, what all the hotels are doing on the uh, strip. Matt, you guys do an amazing job of really picking a location to have your parties that is quintessential to where you are. So last year, Jack Harlow performing, you were in Hollywood, CAA building, uh, you know, uh, just an amazing time. This year, Talking Six Resort. Um, talk about what goes into that. Again, you don't just want to have a party. You want people to leave saying, like, that was the party of the year. Yeah, again, you bring up a really great point, and, and, and it's an awesome question that I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I do love answering because, you know, this is no small feat. You know, these are highly produced uh, events and experiences that will rival any arena show or stadium show for any act at any level. Uh, the brand activations, and we have incredible brand partners this year. Sports Illustrated, the party is presented by Captain Morgan, but we have Anheuser-Busch, we have Smartwater, Coca-Cola, uh, Electrolit. Um, you know, there's a number of really incredible brands, also including Nine West, Thomasville Furniture, you know, that do custom build-outs. And the reason people attend our events and experiences versus some of the others is um, not only the talent that I referenced earlier, but we also offer full open bar. Uh, we have incredible food offerings, uh, including Toka Madera in our VIP spaces. Um, and people know that we have an incredible track record of just round the clock fun. Uh, our event kicks off at nine and goes till two in the morning. Um, and on top of all of that, we have some of the best celebrities, entertainers, artists, athletes, models, musicians that attend. And we know that everyone wants to sort of get behind that red velvet rope and SI the party offers um, that for our guests and attendees. By the way, amazing attention to detail as well. I was at the party last year, and listen, as you mentioned, it is an open bar if you're having a good time, and on my way out, hot donuts uh, while I was leaving. So the attention to detail that you guys have is second to none. That again, people can't control what happens at the game. So there's a lot of fans for the Chiefs in Philadelphia. They can make their way out to Phoenix. The cheapest ticket is $5,000. So there will be one fan base that will leave very disappointed. The great thing about your party, you're not going to leave disappointed and you can get in for less than that. Once again, tell people how they can get tickets. And again, whether you want that VIP private table, you, you can have that. But I'm telling you, like even if you just want to ticket it into the, the door, people would be amazed. They can go on your website and buy tickets now. Yeah. SITheparty.com. Uh, there are a small allotment of VIP tickets still available. 
Uh, and we do have uh, a handful of tables sort of across the, you know, across the roadmap of hospitality. Um, you know, we are partnered with Wynn, uh, who flies in a huge team from Vegas. And we are co-producing uh, these events with Medium Rare, uh, which is super exciting, uh, who have a handful of other uh, incredible events and experiences over the course of the weekend. Um, and listen, this, and not to beat a dead horse, Arash, but this is the best party event experience of the weekend. We hope to see everyone there. Um, and uh, everyone is going to leave with a big smile on their face. All right. Well, last couple of questions for you, Matt. Um, is this, I mean, can you relax when the party starts? Are you walking around like that host, making sure like everyone's having a good time? How are you handling it? Well, this is the biggest footprint that we've ever activated. Um, we're flying in or we cargo shipped in one of the largest tents in the world. So I think when everyone gets there on site, they're going to be blown away at the scale and size and scope of this uh, experience. So me personally, yeah, I'm running around like a chicken without my head, but <laughs> we have an incredible team uh, that supports both authentic and medium rare, um, you know, a few hundred people, um, you know, that are, are really making sure that every, uh, you know, every T is crossed, every I is dotted and that uh, we leave no, uh, you know, no detail, not, not looked at after. So, you know, my, uh, a lot of my attention is, is put forth towards our table buyers um, our artists, our talent relations team, uh, but also making sure that our guest check-in experience is second to none and seamless. And I think the, you know, the reviews of our, our parties and experience in prior years, um, is a testament to, you know, everything that, that you just alluded to Arash. And, you know, it, again, it's, it's no small feat to, to take these parties to, to the level that we do. Yeah. I mean, it's just great that these events are back where they are. Uh, me and GA's first Super Bowl was during the pandemic pandemic in Tampa. Uh, when I tell you it was depressing, it was beyond depressing. But now things are back to normal. Party Central will be continuing this conversation tomorrow with some of your friends and colleagues. You know, Gronk's having a party. Shaq's yep. having a party. You guys are having a party. So, um, Matt, before you leave us, once again, what is that site? SITheparty.com. And, uh... There's still hospitality available, VIP all the way, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you and meeting you in person. Thank you so much, Matt. Uh, we will say goodbye to you. We will finish out this segment, but uh, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. See you in Phoenix. Thank you. Uh, G.A., th th there's nothing like the Super Bowl. And again, it's not just because of the game. The game is fun, right? The game is amazing. Of course. But all these parties, all, all these events, are you pumped up? You're going back to Radio Road, G.A.? I know it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. I'm actually really looking forward to a real radio row, right? Because I mean, right now, right? Because, because obviously, you know, you went when we went to Tampa, um, which was my first quote unquote Super Bowl, which, you know, watching it and going to, um, to uh, Tampa was great, but experiencing radio row for the first time in LA was amazing. I'm, I'm so grateful that we were able to do it at home. Um, being able to do it a real radio row, right, is going to be even better. So I, I'm, yeah, I'm, that I'm looking way, forward to. It is so packed. The league contacted us. We we have a table. We've, we've had a table for the past two years. Well, okay. In Tampa, we had a table, but no, no <laughs> nobody was there. I think I, I took a picture of it. No, nobody was there. Yeah. Um, Last year in Los Angeles, we had a table. This year, the league, the road GA is going to be so packed that we're going to have to uh, – share the table apparently i don't know how that's gonna go but listen i mean that's how packed it is i mean like all these shows that have taken 
uh, time off and, you know, didn't go to the Super Bowl a year ago in Los Angeles, didn't go off. By the way, nobody went two years ago. We may have been the only show in town in Tampa two years ago. But, um, GA, I, I, I know I brought this up before. I am in Las Vegas, and um, I think you, you, you both are going to text me uh, some wagers that I'll make for you both have <laughs> for some futures. Uh, so I will take care of that. I actually do have to head out there, but you and Buckets, I know the show is in good hands. I will be back on the show tomorrow. So I'm going to pass the baton, pass the torch off to you guys, and I will talk to you both tomorrow. We'll, we'll miss you. I was just going to say, I'm like, I'm, I'm already missing you, Arash. I'm super jealous, <laughs> that you're in, super jealous that you're in Vegas and super jealous that you're, you know, out there, at, you know, for the Pro Bowl. So we're really, All really right. jelly out there. <laughs> I will see you guys tomorrow. Yes, definitely. Thank you, Arash. Well, Armand, got to still talk about the Super Bowl. Obviously, it's um, <laughs> it, it's just going to be something I feel like everybody's going to be talking about for the next like two weeks or whatever. So um, I know that we talked to you. Uh, um, we both discussed this yesterday. Thoughts on the Super Bowl? Thoughts on the games? Thoughts on like um, you know your uh, your possible predictions? Um, possible prediction. I I'm leaning towards the Eagles in the game. Although, you know, um, we were joking with, with our friend Kayla Kinnearum about the fact that I, <laughs> I have to stop underestimating Pat Mahomes and it's <laughs> not even that I, I would never underestimate him. But the thing is the high ankle sprain, I really thought it was going to linger and affect his mobility and his ability, but it didn't look like it did at all. Really? At least not to me. He looked like the same player that he's always been, which is, you know, I, I just saw a tweet. I wish I, I remembered who it was from. It was from a former offensive lineman in the NFL. And basically he said that if Patrick Mahomes retired today, he would be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And the crazy thing is, is he's been a full-time starter for five years. And um, the, the lineman was saying that that's never happened before in the NFL. Five-year starter, first ballot Hall of Famer lock if he was to retire today, which is absolutely true. And it begs the question, like we, we've seen what Tom Brady's done career-wise, but what, what would it take? Because I think that the consensus is that Mahomes is the most skilled quarterback to ever play. So the question is, accolade-wise, right, winning-wise, how many does he need to be in that conversation with the best ever Tom Brady. I mean, well, Tom Brady won seven. So, yeah. you know, that's a, that's a rough battle, to, a rough hill to climb. Right. Um, I don't, I don't know what you would have to do. I mean, two, maybe. Two uh, seems like it's not enough. Yeah. I, but I mean, you're comparing him to Tom Brady. That's not really fair. Well, if you, if you knock on wood, if you take this for another 10 year sample size, my question is, can he get to four? Can he get to five? This would be a good start. He can get to two. And then if he can get to four or five, which is, I mean, again, knock on wood, he stays healthy. I don't see why they can't. Now, the second half of his career is going to be interesting. And this is what we saw with Aaron Rodgers. Early in Aaron Rodgers' career was the best weapons he had had throughout the course of his career. The year, the year that they won the Super Bowl, the running game with James Starks, took off. James Starks was the best running back in the playoffs that year. You add in Jermichael Finley, who was playing at an all-pro level at tight end. Greg Jennings, 
Jordy Nelson, my goodness, Jordy Nelson. And then what happened in the second half of his career? All those guys, because the the time span for receivers and running backs is much shorter. So then now he's been, it's always been like, okay, he has Devante, he has Aaron Jones, but what else? He needs more help. He needs more help. And we're starting to see it with Mahomes. Luckily, he has Kelsey and Kelsey's still playing at the peak of his powers. But they, they traded Tyreek Hill, and at some point, you're going to need new weapons to come in and be his supporting cast. No, I agree with you on this one, but we got to get off this Tyreek Hill thing. Everybody, oh, I, we, yeah. Everybody's got to get off of this. Like, well, you know, he he doesn't have Tyreek Hill. What's he going to do? He's going to the Super Bowl yeah. without Tyreek Hill. Everybody needs to get off of this, you know, uh, dying on this hill of Tyreek Hill. Um, no pun intended, I swear. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, he does— he, Every quarterback needs help. Every quarterback needs, um, you know, his receivers, his, and he is very fortunate to have Kelsey, who is a stud. I mean, cons- a consistent stud at his position. I, I don't know. I mean, he's still, with all of the drama that <laughs> that ensues around him with his brother and his, and his wife, he still is a baller. Like, we, we have to, we cannot take this away from him. He's, he's, a, he's a Hall of Famer. It's going to happen. Whether you like him or not or whatever, you think he's unlikable or you think he's the most lovable person on the planet, you need to give him his flowers. I, I don't I think that he is a he's a he's a goat conversation for sure. Yes, absolutely. I the the point that I was making and alluding to was that at early in Aaron's career, when Aaron had won the first one, the the thought was that this was going to be a reoccurring thing right. for for 15 years and it he never got back so i just think and it's I, I think that those two people but though are very very different people correct I, I think that one is more selfish than the other the other one of them is willing to give and willing to figure you know things out and be there for the team the other one is not the other one is thinking about an MVP candidacy and the and where he can go to get that. And the other one's thinking about winning a ring. So the mentalities are different. So I, I think that you can't really compare those two. Yeah. I. So my uh, whole thing is it kind of it started with the Packers getting rid of Greg Jennings. And then the, the downside happened from that point. But when you look at the Chiefs current weapons, Travis Kelsey's 33 years old. At some point, again, Pacheco was a great find for them, but they're going to need more weapons because when you look at their main competition in the AFC, and I'm sorry to Buffalo Bills fans, but I I think (laughs) it's the Cincinnati Bengals. Obviously, they have Joe Burrow, but when you look at the weapons, Jamar Chase is 22 years old and T. Higgins is 24 years old and Tyler Boyd is 28 years old. So those three guys, if you're not even including Boyd and you're, you're going with Higgins, Chase, and Burrow, that is going to be a trio that we see for hopefully knock on wood again with, with injuries being taken into consideration for the next five to 10 years. Whereas the chiefs, Travis Kelsey at age 33, who is basically Mahomes's main source of help. How long can they actually do that for is my question, but (laughs) I'm sorry, this is a long winded way (laughs) of saying the chiefs better capitalize on all of these opportunities now, because what we learned from the past is that your weapons as a quarterback, they're going to go before you do, especially if you reach the peak of your powers in your early to mid twenties. And then what do you do after that? Do you have enough ability to lead and to guide, which was Aaron's downfall, as you mentioned, Jihei, do you have the ability to build new weapons later on in your career? 
Yeah, I mean, you, you would. I guess you would think with Aaron that the 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 foundation would be enough, but I guess obviously it isn't. I I personally don't think. I don't think he has that kind of leadership quality. No, no shade on you know uh, Packer fans and and to Aaron. I just think you know maybe the time time has kind of passed. This is the era though of new generation, and I'm so stoked for it. I'm really really excited for it. I'm I'm stoked for you know seeing these this new generation come in and, and kind of take over, which is basically what all these guys are doing right now, right? You know, kind of, <laughs> we're leaving Aaron Rodgers in the dust as far as, like, the conversation is concerned. I'm not saying that he's, you know, not one of the elite quarterbacks out there whatsoever, but you got to kind of make room, right? Make room for uh, for these guys. And I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see this new generation Um it's the same thing with the NBA. It's the same thing with everything. Like the, these, as much as LeBron is killing it right now, he's you know these the John Morants of the world, the the Dirks of the world. Like they're they're blowing my mind right now. Right, they're doing things that we can't, we can't even fathom. We can't even see anymore, um, or we we haven't seen before. So super excited about that, guys. That is all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Hasta mañana. Um, until then, guys. This is the Arash Markazi show saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN radio. Hustle for the cash so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing. Currency chasing worldwide through the hard times. Worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend now? Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited to get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the San in Las Vegas, and the Hawaiian Sports Radio Network. I am joined by the crew, G. Hey Wiley, Armani Brockett. I am in Las Vegas. Who's in the studio? I can't see you guys. <laughs> yeah, we are um, on via Zoom. It is Armani Buckets and G. Hey Wiley here on a beautiful Tuesday. Yes. Uh, the real question. The, the question is, how are you, Arash? I'm good. A very special birthday shout out to Brandon Deutsch enjoying himself. Obviously not enjoying uh, San Francisco being in the Super Bowl, unfortunately for him. But, uh, you know, enjoy your day off. Brandon, uh, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm very optimistic that the 49ers will be in good shape moving forward. Um, speaking of being somewhat optimistic, I, I, I didn't have any delusions of grandeur that the Lakers were going to beat the Brooklyn Nets without LeBron James, without Anthony Davis. Uh, so that was no shock. But again, the idea is that they're both going to be there at Madison Square Garden when the Lakers take on the Knicks. Armani Buckets, we talked about this over the weekend. Um, what, what LeBron's doing right now is nothing short of extraordinary. We've never seen this before. One of the highest levels of basketball I've seen in my life was LeBron James 10 years ago at the high watermark of his time with the Miami Heat, most valuable player, champion, 
He is having right now a better statistical season currently at 38 years old than he had that year. That being said, the Lakers are still below 500 on money buckets. Can the Lakers, with LeBron James playing like this, become a contender? Yes, but the problem is, and this is what me and you continue to disagree about, Arash, time is running out and it's running out fast. The next time the Lakers have a back-to-back, I'm sorry, but you can't keep punting these games because you're falling behind in the standings every time you do. Last night, okay, understandable loss, but then you fall another game behind Golden State, you fall another game behind Dallas, you fall another game behind Phoenix, you fall another game behind Sacramento, although that might be a long shot at this point because they're all the way up at three. So at what point, Arash, do you want to see this team say, you know what, LeBron, AD, I get it's a back-to-back, but you guys kind of have to play. I think we've passed that point. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I totally agree. I think every game is a must-win game. I think that's why you saw LeBron react the way he did. Not only was it a blown call, not only was it an egregiously blown call, but every game was important. So not only was that a win that was taken away from them, that was a win against the best team in the league, uh, you know, like on the parquet, on the road. So that was a game that they have to have. I, you're 100% right. I, I, I think load management and saving yourself on the second night of a back-to-back makes sense when you're an above 500 team. Like the Clippers, for example. Yes, we expected more of the Clippers. That being said, they're not in danger of not being a playoff team right now. Yes, I know the West is all grouped up and things like that. But the Lakers, again, four or five games below 500, currently standing, not a play-in team. You do have to play the second night of a back-to-back. You do have to go and say, hey, listen, normally we wouldn't play tonight, but we do have to play tonight. And, you know, GK, I know we've, we've talked about the Clippers. I'm not worried about them. So I have, listen, I, I know Clippers fans want Kawhi and Paul George to play consistently. Listen, they're not only not going to be in the play-in, they'll be a top-six team. I think there's a realistic chance they could be a top-four team when you're in that position, you can you can do load management. The Lakers cannot do that right now. No, the Lakers definitely cannot do load management right now. I I, I mean I I don't know where the, where they kind of go from here because they're just so heavily. I personally think that they're just so heavily reliant on LeBron that it's just it's just too much, right? I think it's I just too much for. I can't hear. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, I think that they're so heavily reliant on. Uh, LeBron is that they're they're too too heavily reliant on him. Um, that I mean that's just my personal opinion for them to really truly go forward. I don't know if you guys think that they're like insanely stacked, but I just think that they're too heavily and reliant on. Arash, him. I agree with what you just said about the Clippers, but I do want to emphasize that they're only two and a half games up on the 11 seed. So we're seeing this right now with the Pelicans. Zion went down. They're on an eight game losing streak, and they went from a top three like lock lock top three seed to now they're fighting for their life to just make it in the play-in tournament. And the Clippers, I mean, yes, I agree that they should and probably will be a top six seed, but all it takes is losing three or four in a row and you're out of the whole thing. So I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the West is crazy. I mean, I, we, we've talked about that before. Where the Lakers currently are not a, a play-in a team, they're not in the top 10, but they're still two two games out of the six seed or one game out of being a play-in team. Uh, so, yes, the West is all grouped up. I do think we've seen enough of a sample size from some of these teams where, yes, the Lakers currently, 
are not a play-in team. They're not one of the top 10 teams. I do think we've seen them enough healthy where nobody wants to see this team come playoff time. Nobody wants to see LeBron James having, you know, he found the fountain of youth and is playing like Pete James. And again, that was one of, he got a lot of grief when he went to Miami. You have to realize though that four-year period when he was in South Beach, yes, they only won two titles. They go to the finals four straight years really should have and could have won all four years. That was some of the best basketball he's played in his entire life. And the fact that he's doing that now, that's why the Lakers are contenders. So if Davis comes back and is playing like he was before, which was one of the best players in the league, you go back to the game he had in Milwaukee going head-to-head with Giannis the way he did. Okay, so I mean, if they have what they did back in 2020, which we have to remember is not that long ago, two of the top 10 players in the world, two of the top five, they're both playing at the height of what they can be. That's the contending team. And I think at that point, Buckets would keep talking about it. it that, at, at that point, if those two things are happening, it doesn't matter to me who their third best player is. Ideally, you would like to have a good third best player, but if those two guys are playing like they have been, and, and not just two years ago, if, Le- if LeBron is playing as good he has if LeBron is playing as good as he has been this season, if AD is playing as good as he has been this season, if those two guys are doing what they've done just this season, this is a contending team. This is a question I posed to the crew yesterday, Arash, and I'll pose it to you. Let's say hypothetically the Lakers match up with Dallas in a playoff series. Who do you think is the best player in that series as of today? It's LeBron. It's LeBron and it's LeBron and it's the track record that he's had. And and I really think with the way LeBron James has been playing that we just have to take a second to realize this is not LeBron at the end of his career. Maybe he's only been playing a, a couple more years. LeBron is putting up numbers that he put up 10 years ago. So this is still, this is peak LeBron. I know that sounds crazy. This is still technically Peak LeBron. Would you take him over the Joker in a playoff series in terms of best player in the series? Yes, because what has he done? What has yeah. the Joker done? You know, I, mean, I think I think that is the big difference here. Is that this isn't just LeBron at the end of his career. What we've never seen before is a player in year twenty not just holding on because he wants to play one or two more years. Usually, a player at this point in his career. They're getting retirement gifts. They're getting, you know, a, a, you know, a clock or a watch and a thank you for your time and thank you for your service. What LeBron James is doing right now, we've, ne- we've never seen a player do this. Again, Tom Brady's coming close. Tom, Tom Brady, what he's done in Tampa Bay is, is, is close to this. But LeBron going to the basket the way he is, it's really an incredible thing. Um, so... I, I, I think we have to take a, a minute here to really appreciate what we are watching. Because, again, we've never seen a player do this. You know, you, you, I mean, the comparisons would be Dirk with the Mavericks, Kobe with the Lakers, um, you know, Tim Duncan with the Spurs. Again, guys who played, you know, 15, 20 years. And at the end of their career, you look at their statistics in their final season – you don't want to say that they just held on, but they weren't at the peak of their career. And generally speaking, you're 20, you're, you're kind of just holding on for one last year. That's not the case with LeBron. So I didn't think 
I did not think that you would uh, see this at this point. So it's an incredible thing. Um, and it's something that we really do have to take a moment to appreciate. Cause I didn't think that the Lakers would be a, a contending team this year, mainly because I didn't think LeBron would be playing, would be playing like he was with the heat. Arash, I a thousand percent agree with everything you said. And now it's time to do the heel turn on you. <laughs> They're two and a half games back of the 10 seed. This team has no guarantees, no locks. And I would still put my money on them not making the play-in tournament. Now, if they do make the play-in tournament, I agree with everything you said. Yes, they are scary. They're intimidating. LeBron would most likely be the best player in any series in the playoffs. But this is going to be an uphill climb because when you look at 7 through 10, Phoenix is in seventh. They're getting healthier and they still don't have Booker. He's about to come back. They're about to ascend. New Orleans is in eighth. They don't have Zion. He's about to come back. They're about to ascend. Minnesota's in ninth. They're three games ahead of the Lakers. They're playing really good basketball. And Carl Anthony Towns is about to come back. They're about to ascend. Then you have Utah in 10th. And that's the big question mark. Utah, I know Brandon is saying that that's probably the spot the Lakers will take. But that team has been consistent all year. Their losses have been very close losses. They have an all-star on the roster. And unless they actually try to sell pieces away, I think they're going to be a 500 team at the end of the season. So when you say 500, that means the Lakers have to climb quite a ways to just get in. And that goes back to our first point. You need to have no more load management because when you have load management and you punt games, when there's 31 games left in the season, you're going to fall a game behind in the standings every time you do that. Now, Portland, Oklahoma City, I do think the Lakers can catch them. But again, who are they going to beat out, Arash? Is it going to be Minnesota? Is it going to be Utah? I don't think it's going to be the Pelicans or the Suns. Here's, here's the thing. The confidence is not there with those teams. You're bringing up teams like uh, the Timberwolves, like the Grizzlies, like, like uh, let's, let's, let's go down this list. The no. Sacramento Kings, the Memphis Grizzlies, Denver Nuggets. You go down the list. None of these teams has been to the finals before. So listen, they, they may change my view on them. They've not done one thing, not only this season, but in the totality of their franchise, to say, hey, listen, I'm taking the Timberwolves. Uh, to beat LeBron James and the Lakers. They may do that. They may do that, and Las Vegas may say they are the odds-on favorites to do that. I have no confidence in the Sacramento Kings or the Timberwolves or even the Grizzlies. Or, listen, at some point, Joker and the Denver Nuggets will do something great. I have, until they do it, my confidence is not there. But just because they haven't done it doesn't mean they won't do it. And Arash. That's true. That's true. But like you don't, I mean, like my, the reason I believe the way that I do about the Clippers is because I've seen it take, take place for 30 some odd years. So at some point, the Clippers are going to prove me wrong. I'll tell you this. For the past 30 years, I've been right. They are a good team. They may be a great team. They may be a top five team. They may get to the conference finals. I'll tell you what they've never done, whether they were the San Diego Clippers or the Los Angeles Clippers. They've never made it to the finals. They've never won a championship. And I do not think that that changes. Arash, I completely agree with what you said about Minnesota, Sacramento, etc. not being present in that moment. 
and having that experience. In a head-to-head, I'm taking the Lakers. But when you look at the standings and the climb the Lakers have to take to just get there, I'm still skeptical. And when you look at the upcoming road trip, tonight, I'm sorry, this is a must-win game for the Lakers. We're at that point. But every game for the Lakers it's getting is a to that point. Yeah, the rest of this road trip, right? You have New York, Indiana, and the Pelicans. Can you go three and zero? Can you go three and zero, Rosh? Well, that's going to be tough. I think they can go two and one. Has and to I be above five hundred. Well, I mean, there's only two ways that you couldn't have that. So I think that they go two and one. Um, I'm really not bogged down. You and Brandon get really bogged down by game by game. Like if they if they go one and two and not two and one, this season is over. There's I, no I'm not time, that mindset. No, I mean, listen. There, well, I mean, there's no time if they were more than two games back of the six seed or one game back of the ten seed. There is plenty of time for them to be a play-in team. And like I told you, our bet before the season is that the Lakers will be a play-in team. And so, you know, your question to me is, you know, can they get there and and and, and, and have a better mark than Oklahoma City? Yes. Portland, yes. Minnesota, yes. You go down the list, yes, yes, yes. I mean, I, I think at the when it's all said and done, the Lakers will be a playoff team. They'll be in that play-in game if they have to. They'll win that game. But uh, um, with me... I have no delusions of grandeur. This is not a championship team. So this is a playoff team. This team has the ability to win one playoff series. Um, And listen, that's not the goal. If you're a Lakers fan, that's not your your goal. But you got to realize, A, this team was a below 500 team a year ago. B, this team has been a below 500 team this entire season. So me saying this, I think this would be a successful season. If If the Lakers find a way to get into the playoffs, and win a playoff series, listen, they're not going to hang a banner for that, but that is a successful season. The month of February, they will play the Milwaukee Bucks at home. They have two games against the Warriors. They have more road games than home games. I'm just, all all I want to see is them string together a few wins so in a row so I can have confidence that they actually can sustain something because the difference between them and the Timberwolves and the Jazz and all these teams, those teams have actually strung together win streaks to get them to this point. And yes, individually, the Lakers are going to beat those teams, but it's not about individually at this point. And what we're seeing from the Clippers right now is a good example. They're finally getting healthy, stringing together wins. And as you said, Arash, everybody's jumbled up so that that you can climb up the standings when you do that. But at some point, this this hypothetical, the Lakers are going to make this run, it has to physically happen in the real world. I think it's hilarious, though, that you're, you're saying that the Clippers are finally getting healthy. It's because of load management that they're <laughs> finally getting healthy. Well, yeah, listen, load management will, will get you healthy. The problem that the Clippers are not taking into consideration is you could be as healthy as you want come playoff time, but if the consistency is not there, if the trust is not there, if you have not played more than a couple of games together, again, Tyree's goal at the beginning of the season, as crazy as this may sound, he wanted 14 games, 14 games consecutively where this group played together. They've not come close to that. I mean, you'll, you'll have a stretch of two or three games where you'll get Kawhi and Paul George play together. And the next thing you know, Paul, Paul George is out, Kawhi is out. And it's, you know, it, at some point, 
consistency matters too. At some point, the fact, the trust, again, the, the season is too long. And I think you're, you're seeing that across the board. Teams have talked about this. They will at some point, if they're smart, shorten the season. Here's why, generally speaking, leagues do not want to shorten a season. Why? Well, because people don't, you know, you, you take out one game. And that's all the concessions, that's the tickets, that's the parking, that's all of that is lost. They're losing something more valuable than that. When you have a Warriors-Cleveland game, and this is the only time the Warriors will be playing there this whole season, right? And Steph is out and Clay is out and Draymond's out and whatever. And it's not that they're hurt, it's load management. That is the worst thing that you could do to your product. No one's going to now want to support you during the season. No one's going to watch these games. So I do think, generally speaking, leagues don't want to shorten seasons. They may have to. What? What's, but with the Clippers, consistency is important. What's the ideal number for you, Arash, for games? I think 72. We've seen 72 uh, when they had the pandemic-shortened season. They played about that many games. We've seen less than that with the lockout. I think it was about 50 games with the second lockout over the past 20 years. I think that was a 60-62 game season. I think 72 is a good place to start. I think enough coaches and players have used that and say, hey, if you, if you can just reduce it by 10 games, if we can no longer play the three games in four nights or four games in six nights, that's the biggest problem. I mean, generally speaking, where you see load management come into play, uh, it's the second night of a back-to-back. It's you know three games and four nights and things like that. If they can reduce that, if them reducing the season by by by, by ten games helps them to do that. And again, this is a, a conversation that the players union has to have with with teams. Hey, we'll do this. This is unprecedented. Again, leagues do not shorten seasons. Again, they lose money doing that. I think that they will have to do that this season if they can get a commitment from, from the players that, hey, we're doing this, but we cannot have a situation moving forward where all of the players are sitting out. That's, you know, uh, that not only hurts tickets, it hurts TV viewership. Imagine Cleveland, Golden State, TNT primetime game, and you turn on the TV, and on the sidelines, it's Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and it's like... Who's watching that? And imagine again, and we've talked about this time and time again, if you're a fan, if you're a young fan uh, who bought tickets for that game and you're in Cleveland and there's only one time this entire year Warriors are going to be there, that's heartbreaking. And so I, I do think that that the players, the union, teams are going to have this conversation. We will see a shorter season. Um, okay, but let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we will be joined by Matt Goldstein. Yes, it is Super Bowl week, and the only thing bigger than the Super Bowl matchup is the parties. So we'll talk about that when we come back on the Mighty 1090 in Southern California, the Fan Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.